I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 112 today. You and I have been hanging out each day now for a number of months. It's been an absolute pleasure and a joy. I have shared with you much about my life, and uh, you too have been generous enough to share with me the stories of yours. And together, uh, we've been putting together this new radio program, Live Mike. Now, let me ask you have I told you yet about where I grew up, about my childhood home? It was a beautiful home. My dad got it for us. Uh, I raised chickens in the backyard. I told you that story once. That's how I got the nickname Chicken Boy when I was in high school. Not a great nickname to have when you're in high school, but anyway, it stuck for a few years. That house where I was raised, I had a historical sign out front. Something happened in my home uh, years and years and years ago, which changed and shaped, really, the way I understand freedom and the way I understand uh, the American flag, and specifically the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. The home I was raised in is called the Bellamy House. It's named after Francis Bellamy. Francis Bellamy is the author of the Pledge of Allegiance, and he was born in the home I was raised in. <laughs> More specifically, he was born in the upstairs bathroom. When he was born, it was a nursery back then, but uh, since it was transformed into a bathroom, and anyway, that's the home where I was raised. And so as I grew up in class, we would stand at the beginning of each class, stand, face the flag, put our hands over our hearts, and recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Each day we would do that, each day that we would recite the Pledge of Allegiance, I felt an added measure of pride. And I paid attention to the words. And it wasn't just this mindless recitation of a few old words written in a newspaper in Boston years and years ago. It meant something to me. In particular, the last line, which reads, One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I believe in liberty. I believe in justice. And I believe that it applies to all. And so I can't tell you how upset I get when people like the mayor of Kaysville, Utah, or this concert promoter, Mr. Eric Mustos, Mutsos, comes on the radio or uh, shares a press release and says that if I think it's imprudent for a concert to be held, that I am a betrayer of liberty and that I am a betrayer of the Constitution. It's not right. It is unfair. It is deceptive and it's wrong. I want that to be the theme that kind of carries the program today, knowing that as you and I together sort out all the details regarding this Colin Ray concert, that if you don't want to go, if you don't think it's a good idea that this concert take place, don't for a moment allow anyone to accuse you of being on the wrong side of liberty or freedom, as is the case right now coming from Kaysville Mayor Katie Witt, and the organizer of this Utah business revival, 
Eric Mutsos. You've heard both of them on these airwaves today. In fact, uh, for the next few moments, you and I are going to walk through a, a little bit of what they had to share this morning as the story has developed. Now, I mentioned Kaysville. Kaysville's pretty much old news now. Turns out the concert won't be taking place there. The next effort on the part of the Utah Business Revival is to move that concert to Grantsville. Later on in the program, we'll be speaking to the mayor of Grantsville. In fact, in the next segment, Brent Marshall will be my guest to talk about uh, how surprised he was to hear that there's going to be a massive concert, the first of its kind, taking place in his backyard. Here's Eric Mutsos this morning. And ultimately, if you don't want to come, you know, stay home, stay safe. But we're America, and, and I believe this is uh, the most patriotic thing we can be doing right now. You're wrong, Eric. You're wrong. And how dare you make those listening think that if they don't attend this concert that they are either un-American or not doing something patriotic. We here in Utah have endured every minute of this coronavirus freely. We have had the opportunity, we have the God-given right to continue operating our lives for the most part uh, however we would like to. We're different here in Utah. We're not New York, we're not Massachusetts, we're not California. There aren't officers waiting at our door for the moment we step out and break the statewide order. No, Governor Gary Herbert, along with those with whom he works, have put in place a set of guidelines. And here in Utah, we have freely and willingly taken that good advice. And we have applied it to our workplaces, we have applied it to our schools, we have applied it to our personal behavior, and as a result of that, we are doing well. There are studies after studies coming out around the globe that are looking at Utah as the example of how to best navigate these waters. And for you to accuse those who uh, aren't going to your concert, for you to accuse them of being un-American, betrayers of the Constitution, betrayers of liberty, how dare you? How dare you, all right? That's a con. And it's unfair. And it's not right. Now, I understand that there are frustrations felt by so many of us. We want to get back to normalcy. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get back down to the Vivid Smart Homes Arena, go to a jazz game. I can't wait to gather up with my friends to play sports and hang out. I can't wait till I can be back in the newsroom so I can broadcast this radio program alongside my wonderful colleagues, people like producer Amy and Gustavo and all the rest of those you hear on these airwaves. But you cannot do the right thing the wrong way. Sir Eric and Mayor Witt, you're going about this the wrong way. You're dividing. You're politicizing. In worst case scenario, you're doing it for your own self-aggrandizement. That's not right. It offends me. It offends freedom. It offends those who have been, by their own free will and accord, doing what is wise and prudent to battle and combat this coronavirus. We're going to win here in Utah. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we will be speaking to the mayor of Grantsville, who uh, it just this morning found out there's going to be a big concert in his backyard. How does Mr. Brent Marshall feel about this? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless 
and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsbury. We have some breaking news for you regarding the case numbers of the coronavirus here in the state of Utah. Some new numbers, 164 new positive cases here in the state of Utah. Unfortunately, I also have to report to you there have been two new deaths attributed to the coronavirus. Uh, Total deaths here in the state of Utah stands at 92. We'll continue to follow these numbers, and as state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn makes herself available to give situational updates, you can count on those updates being broadcast here on KSL News Radio. All right, I've calmed down a bit since that last segment. I just just get so worked up when people question the behavior of those who would simply like to live freely and safely. You do not need to give up one to get the other. You can keep yourself safe, and you can do so while enjoying freedom. And it just feels like the words of the mayor of Kaysville and the words of this concert promoter or however he describes himself, the man behind Utah Business Revival and the man behind Colin Ray coming to town. Interestingly enough, uh, on that front, Colin Ray, Amy and I have been trying to contact Colin Ray for some time now. Finally heard from a representative of his today saying, yeah, we're coming. We'll be there. We'll be there. I had uh, uh, worried for a time that Colin Ray might be uh, like a victim in all this and he wasn't exactly sure what was happening. Well, turns out, according to his representative, uh, Colin Ray will be here on the 30th, uh, wherever this concert takes place. Most recently announced it'll be at the Studio Ranch Amphitheater near Grantsville. Near Grantsville. Uh, that's within, of course, Tooele County. This morning, speaking with uh, Debbie Dejanovic, was a county council member uh, talking about the authority of the council in Tooele. Let me share some of those words before we speak to uh, Grantsville Mayor. We have authority with regards to mass gatherings, for sure. And I imagine that as this has been proposed to 300 businesses that would look to be, uh, you know, advertising their wares and services, they'd likely uh, attract or want to at least more than 1,000 people. And by the time he reaches that magical threshold of 1,000, you know, the health department needs to be involved to make sure there's adequate porta-potties and typical, you know, sanitary conditions. Let me point out that a professional organizing event like this would have had these conversations already. There's a lot of uh, fast and loose going on with the organization of this event. Debbie continued her conversation with Tooele County Commissioner Sean Milne asking very simply, are you concerned? Yeah, certainly would cause us a little bit of concern. I mean, we all need to balance, you know, public safety with economic safety and well, it's no different for them as it would be Country Fan Fest. You may have heard that uh, Utah's largest music festival is Country Fan Fest, hosted out here in mm-hmm. Tooele Valley every year. And they decided to cancel a couple of weeks ago out of prudence. So it seems like it's juxtaposed compared to that, right? 
Now, lastly, Commissioner Milne talked about balance, balance in society. You know, we all understand there's a balance here in society. So I, I can appreciate that he's very passionate. I, I think that's admirable. Um, but we all live in society and have to be civil about it. So it's always a balance. This is not a unique situation. All right. Joining me now on the line is the mayor of Grantsville, Brent Marshall. Mayor, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. Let's start here. Where exactly is the Studio Ranch Amphitheater? The Studio uh, Ranch is approximately three miles from our southern border on the Mormon Trail. I see. So it's outside of Grantsville, but you are the largest community. You will certainly be impacted. Uh, it will be businesses from your area which may or may not participate in this deal. How did you first hear that this event was being moved from Kaysville to Studio Ranch? Um, I was in a staff meeting this morning uh, when we got an update uh, from uh, one of the uh, attorneys that said that there, there was going to be this concert up to the studio ranch. That was the first that we had heard of it, and they had received the information from the Board of Health. I don't take my phone in uh, the meeting when I do a uh, staff meeting because I don't want it ringing while I'm dealing with the directors. Sure. The, the, you mentioned the Board of Health. The Board of Health is, is aware to some degree? Um, it's my understanding, yes, that the Board of Health is aware. A any sense from your office as to whether or not they're on board or at what stage in the approval or evaluation process they find themselves? Well, I, I think they're basically where Commissioner Milne had talked about the mm -hmm. fact that they had not filled out a permit for a mass gathering and uh, uh, that they hadn't had any discussions with uh, anybody for having a concert there. In terms of the timeline of organizing an event like this, even specifically at Studio Ranch, based on your experience, uh, how does one usually go about uh, organizing an event like this? Well, I know when we do our events, uh, we usually have months um, involved in them uh, from the start to the time that it happens. And uh, uh, I can't speak for the county, but it's in the county, and I know they have a process. Uh, I think it's very similar to our process, but even in our events in the city, if we have uh, over a thousand people, we have to fill out a board of health permit for a mass gathering, and of course, some of that is to make sure that the sanitary conditions uh, and safety items are uh, addressed uh, to have these large gatherings of people. You found out through the the board of health you were and have not been contacted directly by the organizers, either this Eric Mutsos or representatives of Colin Ray. I have not. Does that bother you? Um, yeah, it does, kind of, but uh, I also understand that it's not within the city's boundaries. Sure. Uh, you, you have been contacted regarding events taking place just outside the boundaries in the past? Um, up at the studio ranch, we have never been contacted by any of the events that... All right. Well, we have uh, lost contact with the mayor there, but you heard, uh, especially that last comment he made, is something kind of interesting uh, in terms of jurisdiction and municipal boundaries and such like that, and for the mayor's office not to have heard directly from organizers or for the participants in this event, Colin Ray and his representatives, that's not too far outside of the ordinary.
again, this studio ranch. It's near Grantsville, just about three miles outside the borders of the, of the city. But there were some concerns there shared by the mayor regarding how events like this have come about in the past. Often coming after months and months of planning and organization. This one, <laughs> maybe a few hours, if that. The authority for offering permits or denying permits or evaluating the legality of this happening, as you heard there mentioned again by the mayor, falls onto the shoulders of the county. And we have heard from one county commissioner. We will likely be hearing from another one later on in my program uh, to wrap up the show to see exactly how things have developed. There's about 90 minutes between now and the time we have the conversation with the county commissioner. We'll see what happens between now and then. But for the time being, we're going to set this aside. I am incredibly curious as to how this strikes you. It is incredibly atypical, not just due to the fact that we are in the midst of this pandemic and all of the new guidelines and such under which you and I are living our lives to stop the spread of this deal and to mitigate the damage it can cause, but also in the way this concert is being planned. So we'll continue to follow that throughout the day. We will bring you updates as they come, uh, and we will, if we are able to track down Mr. Colin Ray, we'll certainly put him uh, front of the line and let you hear from him directly. Going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking about June 30th. What's happening on June 30th? Well, if you're a politico, you know that's primary election day. And it's going to be happening this year in a way different from any years in history. I'll walk through the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. My final segment of today's episode. In just a moment, we're going to get to the story of this Colin Ray concert. <clears throat> but before I do, I was reminded of a story I wanted to talk to you uh, about for a moment in that Mark Jackson news report. And it is that letter signed by Senators Mitt Romney and Mike Lee regarding some of the PPP payments that were made, the payroll or paycheck protection plan payments that came as a result of the CARES Act. There is great concern held both by those two, Utah's two senators, as well as Senators uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Bill Cassidy, Ted Cruz, uh, Steve Daines, Tom Cotton, Joni Ernst, Lindsey Graham, many others uh, whose names you would recognize have all signed their name to this letter. And I want to read just a portion of that letter so you understand exactly what they're after. We write to urge you to who? These senators have written this letter and delivered it directly to William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States of America. We write to urge you to investigate the activities of dozens of Planned Parenthood affiliates that reportedly applied for and received approximately 80 million dollars in loans from the Paycheck Protection Program, despite actual knowledge that they were ineligible for such loans. This week, it was publicly reported that at least 37 Planned Parenthood affiliates across the country applied for and received millions of dollars in PPP loans administered by the SBA. These Planned Parenthood entities self-certified eligibility for these loans despite the clear ineligibility under the statutory text of the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act, which was signed into law, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so here's the deal. Problems on both ends of this. 
I do believe that if the law was written in such a way that uh, Planned Parenthood and entities like it would be precluded from receiving this PPP money, I do believe that the Justice Department ought to step in and make corrections where they ought to be corrected. If $80 million of United States taxpayer money has been misappropriated and handed out to the wrong recipient, I believe that there should be an effort undertaken by the Justice Department to get it back and put it to work rightfully for the taxpayer. Now, with that said, why was Planned Parenthood able to get their hands on this money to begin with? If Planned Parenthood was able to self-certify its eligibility... Well, yes, maybe that's fraud, but why did, why was the law written, why was the CARES Act written, and why were applications for PPP monies uh, written to allow for essentially the honor system, if that's actually the case? I do believe that this letter will trigger an investigation and all those questions will be answered, and if appropriate... $80 million in taxpayer money will make it back into the areas of government uh, where it ought to be. Now, we won't be getting a refund. You and I won't be getting uh, our share of that $80 million. That's already gone. We've already paid those taxes. But uh, they should not be misappropriated. And if it is, in fact, the case that Planned Parenthood fraudulently got its hands on some $80 million, uh, action must be taken. And Senators Mike Lee and Mitt Romney have signed their names to a letter hoping that that will take place. It's up to the Attorney General now, William Barr, to take action or direct those uh, who he supervises to take action. And we'll see about this. We're going to follow this story. It's important. $80 million is no small amount. It may be a, a, a drop in the bucket when it comes to the $2.7 trillion we spent a few weeks ago in this CARES Act. But when it comes to taxpayer money, every penny is precious. And I'm glad that folks are looking out for these pennies. Your pennies and my pennies. A few minutes left in the program. We woke up this morning to some new news regarding the Colin Ray concert. For the past few days, we have understood it to be taking place on May 30th at a city park, Barnes Park, in Kaysville. Well, this morning, there was a press release sent out by the organizer of this event. That, in fact, the Colin Ray concert had been relocated. And that it would now not be taking place in Kaysville, but rather at a concert venue, the Studio Ranch Amphitheater, just outside of Grantsville. That's the announcement made by Eric Mutsos, who you have heard on these airwaves and on TV and anywhere where uh, he can get his hands on a microphone or a camera. There's been a change. It's going to happen at Grantsville now. Maybe. We'll see. And Colin Ray's on board. I spoke to the mayor of Grantsville. I asked him this morning. Uh, I said, Mayor, where and when did you first hear about uh, this change, as announced by uh, Mr. Eric Mutsos? I was in a staff meeting this morning uh, when we got an update uh, from uh, one of the uh, attorneys that said that there, there was going to be this concert up to the studio ranch. That was the first that we had heard of it. I asked the mayor then if the Department of Health and the county is on board. I think they're basically where Commissioner Milne had talked about mm -hmm. the fact that they had not filled out a permit for a mass gathering and uh, 
that they hadn't had any discussions with uh, anybody for having a concert there. I had this conversation with Mayor Marshall of Grantsville earlier the earlier today about about two hours ago and subsequent to our conversation the city put out a press release which made it clear that the city of Grantsville does not have jurisdiction over this Studio Ranch Amphitheater. And so as I continue this conversation with the mayor, please understand that he is simply sharing uh, his experience uh, from the past and that, in fact, he really has no jurisdictional or authoritative bearing on this situation at all. But his knowledge and insight is important. I'll share this one last bit uh, with you. And I asked him, I said, based on your experience, how does one usually go about organizing an event like this? As you know, and as we have learned together, uh, this event has come about in a matter of a few hours. I asked the mayor, uh, what's it normally like? Well, I know when we do our events, uh, we usually have months um, involved in them uh, from the start to the time that it happens and uh, uh, I can't speak for the county but it's in the county and I know they have a process Uh, I think it's very similar to our process but even in our events in the city if we have uh, over a thousand people we have to fill out a board of health permit for a mass gathering and of course some of that is to make sure that the sanitary conditions uh, and safety items are uh, addressed uh, to have these large gatherings of people. Everything about this event has given me pause. Much of it makes me fearful. Some of it makes me cynical. I only hope that if and when this does play, take place, that it is done so safely. That it is done so safely. It seems as if everyone's on board, including Colin Ray. We'll continue to follow this throughout the rest of this week and into next week leading up to the 30th when it's scheduled to take place. You'll also hear additional coverage of this story on this radio station throughout the rest of the day. I'm stepping aside. Next up on KSL News Radio, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News.